Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leoni, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders, and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation, and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight it's really a big, big pleasure. I have Jill Ruff together with me. She's a great customer experience and employee, ex- employee experience expert or strategist, specialist. But what I find out is she, 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 she speaks also perfectly Italian. And therefore, I start saying, Buonasera, Jill. How are you? Buonasera, buonasera. Tutto bene, grazie. <laughs> You are really welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Show. I'm really happy that you accepted my invitation. Uh, we already had several chats offline off and now it's really time to share all the know-how, all the energy that you are spreading. And also in the pre-discussion, we already discussed <laughs> quite a lot because it's, it's really interesting to exchange with you and get your view on, on different topics, but also on normal life. But for the people that uh, don't know you, could you please introduce yourself? Of course. So I'm Jill Raff and I professionally, I'm an EX to CX expert, which means from employee experience to customer experience. Uh, I, I know with every bit of my being, I know from all of my 30 plus years experience that when you have outstanding employee experience, it leads you to outstanding customer experience. And, and, Vice versa. If you have bad customer, uh, bad employee experience, you're going to have bad customer experience. Um, we can get into all those details later, but um, so that's who I am professionally. Uh, I live currently in Austin, Texas, and I have a quite a diverse background and across many cultures, across many industries, uh, different countries, and I use. All of that, all of the strategies, the the knowledge, the experience, the education that I've learned across uh, these various markets and really use them to cross-pollinate ideas and strategies for my clients, depending upon what their needs are. So it kind of allows me to look at what's going on with fresh eyes, fresh ears, with a unique perspective. Thank you very much, Jill. And uh... Perhaps also, could you please tell us something about your past career, what you did also in Europe? Because I think it's really interesting and bring also a different view on what we are doing and what we are discussing. Absolutely. So my first life, as I call it, was a fashion designer. And I started out in New York City and realized that it was a great excuse to go live overseas and um, be able to work and learn Italian and French. And so that's what I did. And I started in Rome and redid my portfolio, went knocking on doors, was taking Italian at the same time and worked as a fashion designer uh, in uh, Roma and also Bologna. And um, it gave me an opportunity to really experience the same business, the same career, but from a different culture, from a different perspective, and to really understand the way another culture looks at something um, that otherwise would be the same. And learning other languages has been so instrumental 
and understanding people's cultures and how they think, realizing the cool thing is realizing that in some languages, there are words that don't exist in other languages and how they express themselves and what that means as a result of that. Um, so for example, this is a little bit of side note, but I think it's really fascinating. Uh, so there's um, one language where it's, there's no word to study. Uh, in Hebrew, for example, it's lilmod, it means to learn, but there's no word in English. We always say, oh, I'm studying. Well, you could study all night long. You could study the rest of your life. It doesn't mean you're necessarily learning anything, right? It's kind of like hearing and listening. Um, and so it was interesting because um, their word for it, the only word is to learn. And so there's no option to to not learn and just, just waste your time and study. So anyway, the, it's those kinds of things. And living in Europe was, um, oh gosh, I love it so much. As you know, that totally lights me up. And I look forward and hope to do that again someday soon. And uh, what I can only say, and if, if people are watching the video, you are smiling and it's really nice to see how, how happy you are about that. And I think it's really interesting. And also based on your past, it will be also the next question will be quite interesting for, for the audience. Which are the values that drives you in life? That drives my life. I think integrity is my number one value. No matter what I do, no matter who I'm doing work with, no matter who I have a personal relationship with, that integrity um, is the thing that needs to go through and through. It's the honesty. It's the trust. Um, those are all kind of subsets of, of integrity. Uh, it's um, about genuine, authentic connection. And that follows through with my brand. To me, life is about connecting with other people who are not only similar, similar to you, but more importantly, who are different from you that we can learn from and appreciate those differences. And so we connect on all those levels. And to me, that's um, something that really uh, I find carries me through um, in my life. And so um, I really, you know, You, I could think of other words, but the, you know, that the integrity is the really the biggest one, um, which includes respect and trust and, and those things, no matter what you're doing. Thank you very much for this introduction. And I think now the game can start. We are on the employee experience pitch and we will start the discussion uh, about, uh, about this, this important topic. You mentioned that at the beginning, but I would really like to understand that. Employee experience to customer experience, it's what is clearly stated on, uh, on your webpage. What does it mean to you? So what it means is similar to... Um, I probably gave away too much at the beginning, but it's it's really that in order to get to great customer experience, you need to start in the inside. You need to start with your employees. And when you have that experience, it's, you know, I'm playing off of the, the B2B or B2C. So with, for me, it's the employee experience to customer experience because they are, they are integrated. You cannot separate one without the other. And there are professionals who are only CX professionals or only EX. But for me, Um, you can't have one without the other. And so I think it's really important that we look at both and recognize that the connection cannot be denied. And if you want great CX, you have to really think about your EX first. Uh, what you're saying, uh, it makes totally sense. And leveraging my soccer example, let's think about what soccer teams 
are doing for the players that are on the field, how much they are investing to be sure that they are healthy, that are they are getting the right training, they are getting the right support from all the different uh, levels, from the psychological, physical, and so on. And therefore, it totally makes sense because only these super engaged teammates can then win the match. And I think that's that's totally makes sense. But do your customer really understand how employee experience is important? Well, think about, I want everyone for a second to think about experiences they've had as customers. And do you, when you walk into a store, is there an employee there to greet you? Is there an employee at the cash register when you're ready to check out? Is there an employee around when you have a question about something? And quite often, the answer to that is no. Now, I know there's a problem with staffing, and all, but this isn't a current problem. This is a problem that has existed forever. And they are not having employees be trained to interact with their customers, not have it be a transaction, but to really transform transactions into interactions. It's one of my mottos. And when you connect with your customers personally that come in, then that's what makes the difference. And I think that's the really important part of that is to really have your employees, uh, when they are engaged, your customer's going to feel that. So yes, your customer's very much aware of it. If they get snotty attitude from an employee when they ask a question or when they're checking out, you better believe they're not coming back. And guess who's responsible for that? Your employees just lost your customers for you because you didn't, and you can't blame the customer, you can't blame your employee. It's because you have not given them the tools that they need, or if you have, you're not holding them accountable. And accountability is really important, but you cannot hold them accountable until you've established the expectations. I call that expectations management. And so many don't have that. And that's something that I work with companies to try to help them with their expectations management so that they can hold their people accountable. It, it totally makes sense. And uh, I would have now 200,000 questions, but <laughs> I respect your time and also... Uh, soccer match uh, it's 90 minutes and, yeah. and therefore um, uh, trying to understand and researching a bit you are speaking about the inside out methodology could you please share that with us absolutely so it's called the inside out methodology because i as i mentioned i believe it starts in the inside it starts with your people with your employees and it's a cycle and it's a never-ending cycle because it starts with actually your core values that we talked about, right? Your core value, your, your recruitment according to your core values. And um, when you're looking to hire, to interview, uh, speak to, you know, um, recruiters, it's about having them only look for people who are, are in alignment with those core values that you have and that you hire according to that. And so when you do, at the top of, of this the cycle, you can rely on good quality people who from the get-go, you know, are going to be living your values because they're in alignment with your values. And then you can teach them their daily tasks or responsibilities or whatever it is. But if, if, if they're really great at have a resume that they're amazing at what they do, but they have a bad attitude, 
it doesn't matter. If they're not aligned with your values, you cannot hire them unless you want to start doing a lot of pickup afterwards. Cause it, you know, that one bad apple there, that expression, it's really true. It's contagious. It, it affects the people around them if there's bad attitude. And so, um, so when you, you interview and you hire according to your core values, and then you continue that on into your onboarding, um, your onboarding starts with educating your people, not just training them. And so many people bring people in for onboarding and they, focus immediately on training, training, training. Well, I say, don't train your people. You need to start by educating your people. And that means making sure they understand what these core values mean. That means they understand how you want them to express and um, communicate what those core values are to your outer end, your end customers. Um, Provide fun, different ways of of learning, videos, um, interactive, you know, questionnaires, interactive events with each other, all kinds of things because people are different learners and some are very analytical and they'll, they'll love that, that questionnaire and others are going to be like, Oh my God, I have to fill out another survey, right? Like, just talk to me and let's do a game. Let's have a conversation. And so have something that's going to speak to all different types of learners, and, um, and then next, it um, incorporates the, um, the three keys, the kind of E3 recipe uh, plus one. As, and it's uh, the recipe for success is really using these three E's, which we can go into later. Um, but it's engage. I'm sorry. It's uh, educate, as I mentioned initially, engage and entrust. Those are the three E's and that's your, the core of your recipe. But the, the plus one is like that extra seasoning. It, it's the, it's the salt that helps bring out all the other wonderful ingredients, the core ingredients, the salt just concentrates what that is and, and makes it more powerful. And so that extra E is empathy. And that is showing kindness, showing the human side. We all make mistakes. We all don't understand everything immediately, like really show empathy with your people and you will go so far with that. And then lastly is uh, your ongoing uh, education. It's not a boot camp. It's not something you can say, I gave them a quick two week training. Let's throw them out there. And then they never hear anything about it. And they're never given any sort of training. 62% of, of, of employees will leave their companies because they're not getting the proper training. And so you have to continue the onboarding training. And then not just about things that are important for your company, but what's important to them, to the employees. Maybe there are things that could perhaps overlap with the work that they're doing for you on the job, but it's going to better them as a human being. It's going to better them as a professional and give them skill sets that they can take on with them later on, or they could use there. And so again, it's about investing in your people. And when you do that, you're creating, and again, my, my tagline is turning employees into advocates and customer magnets. And so when you do that, your employees are going to be your biggest advocates. They're going to be your megaphone out there and telling people what a great company you are to work for, that you will become the employer of choice. And so they're going to be bringing in referrals on the back end. And the top of that cycle that I'm, I'm wrapping up, well, um, and I mentioned is the, the first part is getting those um, internal um, referrals. And then at the backside, once you've done this, you're giving great experience to your end customers you're paying customers, 
And then they are in turn are going to give you great reviews, great ratings. So you're getting great internal um, referrals on the front end, and you're going to get great external referrals on the back end. And so it's just this beautiful cycle that keeps going. It was a little long-winded, sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's perfect because uh, I was speaking about the match together with you, but it's not a match because I am learning a lot. For me, it's a training, but I am always saying that it's it's my masterclass. It's where I'm learning a lot and I'm getting different view on topics where I'm not the expert and therefore I'm inviting uh, experts like you to understand that and to, to share that with, with the audience. And I think in in I can speak only about Europe because I know a lot of people here and employee experience is not where it should be and we are starting learning and understanding how important it is because we are seeing a lot of uh, people employees moving to other companies and we start now understanding how much it costs also to a company to hire people find the right people I don't say train, I say educate them <laughs> and bring them up to speed. And if they leave after uh, six months, then it starts again and again and again. And I think this will be one extremely important trend in future, how to retain the talents that you have in your company for longer than six months. And this will, will be quite a, quite a big issue. Um, you, you mentioned the three E's plus one, and I think I would like to understand it a bit better. You mentioned them, the, the different, the, what it's mean, but you, could you please deep dive a bit also on this, uh, on this, on the, on this recipe? Yeah, sure. So, um, for anyone who cooks or doesn't, if you just love food, um, you'll, you'll notice that there's generally the, the core, the foundational ingredients that have to go in. And then you can add in whatever other things you, you want, but that gives you that core every time. And so those three key ingredients are educate, engage, and entrust. So we'll start with that and then we'll get to the, to the pinch of salt. Um, so educate. As you've heard me say, right, I don't believe that we should just train people. We have to educate them. And there's a real difference. It actually ties back into what I was talking about before with learning a with the language, right, that doesn't have the word to study, but it has only the word to learn. So this is the same way that we don't want to just train them, which would be maybe equivalent to the studying. Um, but we want to, when you educate someone, it's like the expression, you know, when you teach someone, uh, when you give someone a fish, right? They eat for a day, but when you teach them how to fish, they'll eat for life. And, um, I believe the same way with educate. If you train someone, okay, they'll be able to perform that specific task. But if you educate them on the broader principles of what it is that your company is about and what you're, what you're trying to achieve and what's important, then you're, you're providing someone with value for life, something that they can grow into, that they can understand beyond just performing a task like a monkey, you know, no, no, right. Anyone can, can do that. And so you're educating them, you're giving them more, you're showing them that you value them more. You're showing them that you're invested in them and you're educating them on who you are as a company, what your brand promise is, what your culture is, what are your core values? And 
So that just goes deeper. It's a whole other level from training. So that's educate. You have to do that from the beginning, I believe. And uh, we work with companies to help them create an educational manual. So again, the difference, everyone has their training manual. Well, I believe that you must first have an educational manual and they work together. Um, Just like EX and CX are are together, well, these two are as well. And so you first need to, in your onboarding um, uh, part of your, you know, hiring, when you bring people in your onboarding, the first thing you should do before you get to your training manual is really work on your, go through the educational manual with them. <clears throat> so that's educate. And each one builds on its own, on its, on itself. The next one. So next one is engaged. So that now you've got people who are all in the same playing field, playing field, and they know what, right, what, what their goal is. And they know that they're a part of the same team. They're all teammates now. And what do we have to do? We have to play together well. We have to engage with each other. We have to have management and coaches, leaders there shoulder to shoulder, not telling us what to do, but showing us how to do it. And never be a leader and expect someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And so when you engage with them side by side, then you're going to get a very different result than if you hand them a manual or you send instructions and tell them, this is what we want you to do, or this is, you know, even how to do it. Let them think, let them problem solve on your own. Let them come up with ideas that you didn't think about. Like really listen, ask for and hear and listen to ideas that everyone's coming up with, regardless of the position, uh, whether they're the janitor or the dishwasher, it doesn't matter, right? Everyone adds value and will broaden um, the value of your company. So that's educate. And that's engage. Next is entrust. So once you've properly educated and engaged with your people, now you can entrust them. And that is the core value of any relationship is strong trust. And um, when you do that, you relinquish so many hours and responsibilities as a leader to your team, to your staff because now you can trust that they're going to do what's right for the company because they're in alignment. They've bought in, you've, you've invested in them. You know that, yes, we all make mistakes, but, you know, let them go do what we've trained them to do, what we've educated them. Right. And, and so now you have time free to go do something else. Uh, maybe even get some time off. Like what, you know, everyone works like crazy. And so when you can trust that you really trust them to be independent thinkers and uh, represent your company as it should be. So those are the three key, uh, really important ingredients. And when I mentioned about the plus one, it really is that that seasoning that's so important that brings out all those three because it's about the human behavior, the human element, and that has to do with empathy. And when you have empathy, it means you're stepping in their shoes. It means you're stepping in really understanding how they feel, not um, not sympathizing, but really understand where they're coming from. And so when you do that and you see people, you have the kindness there, you have the the caring, the compassion. And that's something that at the end of the day, when you, when you pair it with those other three, you've got uh, a total winning recipe. Or a winning team. <laughs> and a winning, and a winning team. Exactly. Absolutely. 
No, I, it totally makes sense. And you shared with, with us only two framework, the inside out methodology and now this E3 plus one. But with your words, how do you define a great employee experience? I think a great employee experience is one where you have shown respect for all the people that are there where you are are showing them appreciation and acknowledgement. You're involving them. You're listening to what they're saying. You're implementing ideas from what they have. And when all of these things happen, then you can count on your employees to feel like they're part of something that matters, that they can have a difference and that they're not a cog in the wheel and they're not transactional, that they are there and they're important and they're responsible for the success or failure of your company. When you give them that kind of responsibility, it's like child rearing. Children will rise to the occasion when you say, I believe you can do this. Show me what you can do. They're going to. And it's the same thing with employees. If you say, I know you got this. We've we've educated you. We've engaged with you side by side. We've seen you do it. We know what you're doing and we trust you. Now you've got this. We trust that you're going to do it. And so when you do that, you really see your people fly. And when they do, they're going to feel good about what they do. They're not going to be looking for jobs elsewhere. That, in a nutshell, is really a great employee experience. Thank you very much. It, 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 it totally makes sense. And I really like and enjoy what you are saying because you are really focus, focusing on the human being because we should never forget that we are all human beings and we are employees and we, and we are customer and we are part of, uh, of a family and, uh, and, and all these important roles that we have and we need to cover throughout our life. Now, perhaps... Looking forward, let's close our eyes for a few seconds and uh, think about what uh, are we discussing in 10 years about employee experience? Mm -hmm. I hope, (laughs) I envision that we will be in a situation where it is just a given that um, the employees are an integral part of the system of whatever it is that from the very beginning they are looking for people to contribute to their business not just perform a task that they are looking for people to be partners in their business and they really look at their people um, as partners in their success and recognize what that is Um, we've got a long way to go but i think Sadly, the pandemic, um, I think, really crystallized for us and many large companies without their people, they are nothing. And no matter how great their product is, no matter great how great, you know, their service is, whatever they're doing, whether you're a product or service-based company, at the end of the day, if the people who are interfacing with your customers are not representing you in the way that you want in a very uh, respectful, um, professional, intelligent way, then the experience is gonna be bad. And so I, I really hope that we come far enough in 10 years to know that and at that point be investing in our people right from the beginning. 
It totally makes sense. And I really think that what you are saying, being partner, it's 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 the key in future. We discussed in our first uh, chat. I think I'm quite sure you will re remember that. And we spoke about the different languages. What you mentioned also at the beginning of the of this discussion and the one to one translation in Italian of working for a company, being an employee. Often we use the word dipendente. It means ah. I am depending from the company and you explained perfectly that if i am depending from this company the we are not at the same level and therefore it, it totally makes sense and i hope that we will change also this this strange word to be partner and not being dependent from a from from a company yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that's a very astute um point absolutely that that says it all right there doesn't it Exactly, yes. It it's totally makes sense. And mm -hmm. we are also coming uh, to an end from this match. But before you leave, I would like to learn a bit more about you and to ask you three additional questions. And uh, the first one is, uh, perhaps could you share your contact details if somebody would like to, to speak with you, to chat with you? Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me directly. <clears throat> This, my name, Jill, J-I-L-L, at jillraff.com. And my last name is R like Ronald, A like apple pie, and double F, two Fs like French fry. So <laughs> um, I don't think, and I mentioned that I grew up in the McDonald's industry. So it just happens to work out perfectly with my last name too. So it's Jill at JillRaff.com. And my website is my name as well, jillraff.com. So, um, you know, please check out my website, go there. And actually, I want to learn about you. And I have a really fun way at the top uh, fold of my website. Uh, it says, I think it says, hi, Jill. Um, you know, I want, I want to tell you about my business. And there's a button at the top. Click that. And there's a really fun, interactive way that you can do that with me. So um, reach out to me in, in either of those two ways. Perfect. Or and, LinkedIn uh, and LinkedIn. I'm very. I'm on LinkedIn as as ex to cx expert. Perfect. I will add all add all this information also in the show notes. But I would like also to that you mentioned your show because this is an outstanding show. I was. I had the great opportunity also to participate. But please share also your YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, unfortunately, right now, I don't have a vanity name for my YouTube channel, but you can find it under Jill Raff. I think you can just find it under Jill Raff. And the, my show that I host is called Celebrity Customer Experience. So if you if you put in Jill Raff and Celebrity Customer Experience, you can find it on the YouTube channel. Um, it also airs to LinkedIn and my Facebook page, which are both under ex to cx expert. But If you Google that, I'm sure that would come up as well. Thank you for mentioning that. Thank you, Jude. And is there perhaps a book that um, you would like to share with the audience that helped you during your career or during your life? Oh, gosh, I have so many. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Um, I can't think of just one that's a professional book, even though honestly, most of what I'm reading is always related to self-growth and, and business. Um, but there's one book that 
I always fall back to that interestingly ties into what we're talking about with language and how we speak and how we view life. And, and I think at the end of the day, EXCX business, all of this is about human behavior and how we interact with each other and how we think our mindsets. So actually this might be a good one. That's not a business book, but it's called um, the phantom toll booth. And it is so fun to read. It's a quick, short read. I'm, I'm sure it's in many languages. So look for it, The Phantom Toll Booth. And it really will make you think about how we express ourselves, about how we communicate, uh, the words we use, the power they have, what we even buy into when we use certain words over others. So um, that's a fun one. It's probably different from anyone else who's offered book suggestions to you. Thank you very much, Jill. And we will read that. The last question is Jill Golden Nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would like to leave to the audience. Yes, I, I think at the end of the day, it's about making those genuine connections. It's about transforming the transaction, everyday transaction into an interaction so that you create that that connection, that human to human connection, being authentic, people feel it every time and they feel when it's inauthentic. They feel when people are fake, when they just put on a smile and they turn away from them and then suddenly the smile's gone, right? Like, and um, I believe for a successful business, you wanna create what I call a connection culture. You wanna create an environment within your business where your, your work family feels like a family where they feel like team members, true team members playing on the, on that, for the same goal, the same uh, company objective and having fun while doing it. And in order to do that, you, you're responsible as a business owner to provide ways and venues for them to express themselves and to share times, getting to know each other, to work on projects together. And in doing so, you're going to create that genuine connection with people. And um, I think at the end of the day, that's uh, where you're going to be most successful and you're going to find the most happiness within your company. What I can say is only thank you very much, Jill. It was an outstanding discussion. And from my point of view, we want to gather 3-0, a great hat-trick from, from Jill, but also to the audience, I think that's up to you to decide if we won or if we lost. What we would like is to get your feedback. If you are happy or if you are unhappy, let us know. And please, please connect uh, with Jill because you can have a great discussion. Thank you very much, Jill. Thank you so much. I absolutely would love to speak to anyone about what's going on in their business, any questions they have about anything I have. As you can tell, this stuff lights me up. I love speaking about EX to CX. So I'm happy to speak to any of your, um, your listeners, your viewers, anytime. Thank you very much. And also to the audience, I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I enjoyed that. And I wish you a great evening, a great day. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.